It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. One quick note before we get into today's Victory Monday episode of Locked On Packers, we recorded this live after the game, which means we did not hear Matt LaFleur say Aaron Jones' injury is not a long-term injury and that Aaron Jones, who was in tears coming off the field, looked to be in a lot of pain, is in good spirits after the game, not just because the Packers won. We spent some time at the end of the show talking about what that injury could mean. It seems like on a short week, he's still not going to play against the Lions, but we'll see. I still think most of the conversation is going to hold up. Just wanted to make you aware that that information came out after we finish recording our show. So without further ado, let's get into today's reaction show to a Packers monster win over the LA Chargers. The Green Bay Packers get an absolutely momentous win for their program. A 23-20 thriller. Did the defense play great? No, but it did enough at the end of the game. And Jordan Love hangs right with and maybe even outplays Justin Herbert in a must-win game for the Green Bay Packers. We are live, and we are going to talk about all of it on today's Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how today's Victory Monday edition, early Monday for those of you watching on YouTube, is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. The Packers played like the Packers have played for much of the last month. The offense outplayed the defense. They fumbled a couple chances, not literally though I guess in the case of the Jordan Love sack, literally uh, opportunities in the red zone. But they made, unlike the last few weeks, the clutch plays at the end of the game that they needed to make, especially offensively. With a chance to go win the game, with a chance to go take control of this game, the Packers were in position to do just that, and they did it. That is the beauty of what we saw on Sunday for the Packers. Jordan Love gets the the 300-yard game. Who cares? Those kinds of streaks, they don't really matter. What matters is coming up in these moments to build some momentum for your future. That's what matters. 
27 of 40 for, for 300 plus yards. That's the real stuff. That's the beauty of what you're able to do when you have an offense that creates for Jaden Reed, for Dontavian Wicks to just go make a play. That's what you can do when everything is working in harmony. It's not just the love numbers, though love was great. It was the complementary pieces coming together and playing like an NFL offense. That's just not what we'd been seeing. It just wasn't the way that this team had been playing in those big moments. They hadn't been able to execute. So the statistical benchmarks, those are nice, but they don't really matter. What matters is the execution in those big moments on third and 11, picking up the first down. When you, you have your defense give up an easy drive that you're able to come back and respond. That's the stuff that matters. Not the 300 yards, not even, I mean, okay, the win obviously matters because it's nice to have. But this season, right now at least, they've they've blown enough of these opportunities. They're they're on the fringes of the NFC playoff race. I don't wanna, I don't wanna hand wave that at all. Uh, but if the Aaron Jones injury is serious, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really, really tough. And we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show. The, the growth that they showed out there. Jaden Reed is becoming a star in front of our eyes. Luke Musgrave made a couple tough catches. Dontavian Wicks with game-breaking plays on third and long, you convert for a big play. They, they converted multiple third and longs in this game. No trickeration, just straight drop back. Just Jordan Love, five steps, seven step, fire. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave. You almost had the Christian Watson at the end of the first half. And what is what is so beautiful about this, Tucker Craft, someone in the chat points out, great point, Tucker Craft with the big play, almost a touchdown, felt bad for him, but it's still a terrific play regardless. Again, to my point, regardless of the actual outcome, the moment is what mattered. And they shined. I mean, to put up the kind of yardage, to put up 400 yards against any NFL team. I know the Chargers defense is not very good. But, but they've been putting up these yardage totals the last couple of weeks and not able to get to 20 points. They still bogged down in the red zone, had more opportunities than they were given. They they just gave away four points in the kicking game. The Rich Bisaccia-led special teams continues to be its own problem. But you can build an offense around this. Around this version of Jordan Love, who looked decisive, who looked uh, in, in command from the very first drive looked in control. It never looked too big for him. I thought this was one of his cleanest games. Never put the ball in harm's way. I mean, he. I thought he played pretty well against Pittsburgh. Maybe his best game as a pro, start to finish. But he still put the ball in harm's way a couple different times when he just didn't really need to. He just didn't really need to. And so in this game, was, was there ever a, a, a place, a time, when he threw into coverage and his receiver didn't have a chance, I mean, they had four drops, I think, on the broadcast. They should they had four. I don't know if I had four, but there were certainly more opportunities there for them to be made. And it is it is kind of remarkable, frankly, that they're able to put together 400 yards of offense, get a win. You lose Aaron Jones for half the game. You had one healthy running back for most of the second half. Christian Watson, until that touchdown, is 
uh, a, a basically a, a non-entity, a non-factor. And you're able to move the ball at will. I mean, how impactful were these rookies? We're not seeing the, oh, guys in two areas, guys not running the right routes, guys blowing assignments. We're just not seeing that anymore. And it's not a coincidence, guys, that Jordan Love is playing his best ball when that's what he's getting at the receiver position. Are any of these guys, Randy Moss in his prime? No, but they don't need to be when everything just sort of works as expected. Just run the play, just execute the play. And you don't have to be some superlative talent. What Jordan Love showed me today is he can go toe-to-toe with all of the understandings about Justin Herbert and the drops and all of those things, just qualitatively. Like when we look at what, like for example, the pro football focus grade that comes out at the end of this game. It is going to be close, I think, between Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. They played basically blow for blow in this one. And both both sides had drops. Both sides had some mistakes that were not necessarily the quarterback's fault. And you're going to look up at the end and you're going to go, wait, Jordan Love just went toe-to-toe with one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the league. He played like an elite quarterback in this game. Throws on the move, second reaction throws, deep throws. The touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs made that look like a tougher play than it was. He's open. It's a nice throw. It's not a great, what's the JTO Sullivan? It's not a perfect throw. It's a great throw. It's not a perfect throw. It's a great throw. Does he pull the ball back to get away from the DB? Yes. But if he doesn't do the very demonstrative pullback, is it also a touchdown? Yes. But he made the catch. That's a huge, huge play in this game. And down to down, play to play, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs were not super impactful. The receivers that were super impactful in this game were Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed. But the points were scored by Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. And so it is the most complete game, not just that Jordan Love has played, but that these skill players have played as well. And you didn't even really have the ground game going against a really bad Chargers run defense. That's its own kind of problem. And and that's something that, you know, I think we can talk about and and discuss at, at future points. But when you know you have to throw, when you know you have to throw, you are playing into the defense's hands. You are making it easy on Khalil Mack, who was spectacular in this game. You lose Joey Bosa early on, and and the Chargers pass rush does not miss a beat. That's a credit to what you're getting from Khalil Mack at this point in his career. He is still a very, very good football player. Now, the Packers have some concerns at left tackle. I'm going to talk about that as, as part of our injury discussion at the end. But for them to be able to put this together under the circumstances with all of these rookies, I mean, Fox had the graphic. They had 120 fewer starts on offense than the next closest team this week. The guys that were going to play this week and, and 80 of those were Aaron Jones. You take Aaron Jones out of there. Now, okay, A.J. Dillon, only what, three years younger, but starts what does he have? Eight starts in his career? 10 starts in his career? The Packers are easily the youngest offense in football. And they performed. They put up 400 yards of offense on an NFL defense. I don't care how good they are. I think they were 20th by DVOA. It's not like the Chargers were abhorrent. 
They weren't as bad as some of the defenses that the Packers had played earlier in the year and didn't look like this. So you can't say, oh, they played so bad against those bad defenses and then play well against a bad defense and go, oh, but it's a bad defense. No, can't do that. Can't do that. Given all the circumstances, this was a huge touchstone for this Packers offense. And they they absolutely passed that test. Absolutely passed that test. The flip side of that is the defense. It's going to look nice on the scoreboard. It was not nice. We're going to talk about it in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode of Locked on Packers brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates, the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on the candidates that are just right and that have just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and that makes it easier to find the right person to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. My other show, Locked On Sports Today, the epitomous Locked On Sports Today, is also there as well. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The final numbers are, they're going to look nice. In terms of the scoreboard. They are not nice. They are, they are just not nice. For the Packers. And if you watched it, this is this is going to be the ultimate. Did you watch the game? I am, I am, I'm begging some of the people who cover this team day to day to, to learn ball. Just begging. Absolutely on my on my knees, begging. It was not a game where the Packers defense covered itself in glory, despite the fact that you only give up 20 points. It's nice to only give up 20 points. But you have a fumble inside the 10-yard line that takes points off the board. You have Keenan Allen dropping a walk-in, and I mean a walk-in touchdown. He he dropped another would-be touchdown that leads to a field goal. I mean, if you're giving up, for, for most of the game, the Chargers were averaging over seven yards per play. Like that would be, if it were a season-long number, the number one figure in the league by a mile. Guys were open 
all day long. And it's just a week after you have the game plan that they did. A team that cannot and will not and does not create explosives. Your plan is to play soft to high coverage and and light boxes and just say, we're not going to get beat over the top. That's the plan against Kenny freaking Pickett. You come in against Justin Herbert and on multiple third downs in the first half, they go three-man rush. And then guys are running wide open. You drop If you drop eight, under no circumstances can guys be running wide ass open. It just cannot happen. I, I, and it is going to be a, a great litmus test for people who actually understand football versus those who just look at the box score or just look at the final numbers. It, it is, it was not good defense. You cannot say it was good defense. Now the sack at the end, it, it, hugely important. Hugely important. The fumble at the goal line, Kenny Clark deserves credit for punching the ball out. Austin Eckler slipped first. By the way, with all the discussion about sideline reporting this week, Laura Oakman had that nugget to open the game on the Fox broadcast. Says Brandon Staley watched the tape and said, these people opponents are slipping everywhere. The Packers know how to play on this field. Other teams don't. They slip and slip and slip and slip. We're going to have drilled cleats so that we can change our cleats if we have to. And Austin Eckler, in two huge moments, one at the end of the game and one in the in the low red zone, slips. That is the value of sideline reporting. The Packers almost gave up 100 yards rushing to Justin Herbert. Hello. Now, I understand. You want to play more man coverage. I like, I like that you want to play more man coverage, but then you have to be more disciplined in your rush lanes. You have to tackle better. Devontae Wyatt had Justin Herbert dead to rights in the backfield. Devontae Wyatt had Austin Eckler dead to rights on third and one in the backfield on a play that turned into a 30-yard gain. Devontae Wyatt had Justin Herbert dead to rights on a 30-yard scramble or 29-yard scramble, whatever it was. And this, this is just, it is over and over and over the same mistakes, the same problems. And I just don't know what is going to change. Because to, to get to get Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Valentine and Anthony Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Owens in your secondary, like in some ways you go, well, what do you expect? Like they're just not going to be that good. But that wasn't the problem. It really wasn't. It was a lot of just setting your team up to fail. You can't set your team up to fail as consistently as Joe Barry does. Now, those Devontae Wyatt plays are great examples. Those plays are there to be made. On, on third and medium to open the game, Quay Walker has a chance at an interception. If Donald Parham doesn't drop a wide open, like buck naked, naked as the day you were freaking born on fourth down, if he doesn't drop that, it is the classic dropped interceptions always come back to haunt you. Always, always, always. Like Quay Walker, get that guy on the jugs machine. He's got, he's showing really good feel in zone coverage. He is so impactful on this defense. But the 20 points, don't let anyone tell you the Packers defense played well in this game. They did not. 
And the only takeaway they did force was when Austin Eckler slipped first. Like they basically lucked into the turnover. And that is the problem with the structure of this defense. They will let everyone just dink and dunk their way. And then they give up the explosives. If if Quen Johnston doesn't drop a, a would-be touchdown at the end of the game, they lose. This is a lot like the Saints game. It's a close game you win where you could have lost it 10 different times. Now, you can say the kicking game, if the Packers make a field goal, well, the Chargers missed a field goal too. So this is this is the kind of game where you're just trying to hold up, you're just trying to hold water. And the Packers couldn't even really do that. Now, Kenny Clark, fourth down, great individual play. You still have to play situational defense and the Packers did it. So they get credit for that. They get credit for the stop before that. But one other thing, and it's not defensive related really, but it is because on third and six, Matt LaFleur decided to go gun, run. Now, I'm, I'm recording this as Matt LaFleur is speaking or, and Jordan Love are speaking. That very well have, have been, may have been an RPO where um, the the option was if the guy's playing way off, throw it to him on the outside and you can go run and, and the Chargers were just up enough that they 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 had to do that where you can throw it or run it. I would have so much preferred and I, I was watching it with a group of my family and I said before the play, I said I would love a play action boot here where love can either throw it if someone is wide open, you can throw it or just go down or try and run it, but stay in bounds. They went conservative. They kicked the ball and they gave Justin Herbert a chance to beat them. Now, maybe, maybe you know, it's not there and you got to go down and, and kick the ball, but that's okay. Give yourself a chance on third and six to go win the game. They trusted their defense. And I just, I don't love doing that. I don't love doing that. Given the way that this defense has played. Now, all of that being said, it's great to have Quay Walker back. It is so clear what he does for this defense and the ways that they can play. It is telling that Anthony Johnson Jr. and Jonathan Owens being out there. Now, Jonathan Owens missed the tackle on the, on the smart TD. So, you know, that shows up. But like Rudy Ford or Darnell Savage could have just as easily missed that tackle. Like, let's be serious about that. But you didn't lose a ton with your safeties. I didn't feel like, you know, Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Valentine were getting beat consistently. It wasn't like that was why Keenan Allen was now Keenan Allen is just going to beat guys. Like he's just, he would have beaten Jair Alexander. He would have beaten Eric Stokes. He would have beaten Russell Douglas for some amount of catches. And I, I tweeted during the game, like, why do they not just always throw to Keenan Allen? Those guys for what they were given, I thought held up pretty well. You Carrington Valentine had three PBUs again. He is always around the ball. Like Quinn Johnston, I think is one of the first times that I've seen him beat cold. And it was really just because he stopped playing. I think he kind of thought Justin Herbert wasn't going to throw it. And Quentin Johnson kept running and Justin Herbert was able to get it down there. Most quarterbacks are not able to sort of flat-footed sling the ball that far down the field. Justin Herbert is. But I continue to be impressed with how good he is. Carl Brooks gets a sack in this one. There was a great two-play uh, two sequence where Jaden Reed scores on the end around. And on the very next play, true play, like offense, defense play, Carl Brooks gets a sack. 
Like this game was all about the rookies. Carrington Valentine, Carl Brooks, Lucas Van Ness made a couple really nice plays to string runs out. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and then first time starter, Jordan Love, plus Isaiah Wilson before he was hurt. Like, how do you not, how do you not get excited about this? I'm not going to go quite, how do you not get romantic about football? People in the chat correcting me, the Chargers did not miss a field goal. You're right. The Packers missed the field goal. The math is scrambling my brain a little bit. So this is, this is really exciting on both sides of the ball that there are these young foundational pieces for this team. I want to talk about some things that now, you know, you have to be concerned about. And then the opportunities that it affords some of the other players on this team, because it's not, you know, injuries are always bad, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited about the injuries because I'm not, but it will give opportunities for players to show more. And that's what I'm intrigued by. I want to talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Uh, I don't have time to cook right now. I got a lot of stuff to do, but we got to eat. Guess what we did last night? Ordered in. Dan Dan in Milwaukee. Woo! That stuff. So, so, so good. Go get some. Really, really good. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch parties. Order chips, dips, nachos, everything you need to make your own party just right. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to groceries are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get ready for game day. Get prepared for game day. Stock up on your favorite apps or your orders for the tailgate. A lot of, lot of conversations about the number of fans there. I did not hear a lot of Chargers fans. They said there were a lot of people there. The market crowd seemed pretty good to me. Seems pretty good to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my people on this one. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you can spend $15 or more on your first order with DoorDash when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. LOCKED23 gets you a 50% off discount up to 10 bucks when you spend 15 or more on your first order. Terms apply and subject to change. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including Locked On Sports Today, my other show. Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Last thing here, two running backs out. Have to think Patrick Taylor, who's currently, I believe, on the Patriots practice squad, uh, gets a potential look here. This would be a fun time to have Tyler Goodson, for example. Um, but... I want to see what this offense is able to look like when you have A.J. Dillon. Now that you know you have these other guys you can trust and you know Jaden Reed 
if you give him two or three rushing opportunities in a game, he can he can create with them. So are they going to go? They didn't, and I, I thought they would, but they didn't go to more of those RPO looks where you have, it was the, the two running back RPO where you have A.J. Dillon and Jaden Reed both in the backfield, and you can either run the inside zone with A.J. Dillon or on that quick motion, the swing motion to the uh, whatever side, the strong side is, you can either run that or you can throw the swing screen. Well, the Packers, I don't think, have thrown that swing screen to read yet. But that RPO look is a potential way to get an opportunity to get read the ball with his hands and make a play. They threw the, the RPO screen to read from the slot, which is this is their classic RPO. You either give or you throw that and love sidearm sling that. Oh, baby, it was a beautiful, a beautiful throw. Those opportunities, I think, are going to have to be there more. That's going to have to be a bigger part of their run game, even though it's part of the passing game. Because th the multiple ways they can attack teams on the ground has now been reduced with the way that you can use Aaron Jones. And I'd like to see Jaden Reed get some opportunities in the backfield. They they use Christian Watson on one of those end arounds. They have more opportunities to use these other players. Matt LaFleur is going to have to dig in his bag a little bit. And I think if you... If you know that Aaron Jones, let's say he's out the year and that would be brutal and I would hate it and it could potentially be the last Aaron Jones game. I don't think it's going to be. I think he wants to be a Green Bay Packer for life and I think he will do what he can to do that. But now it's just A.J. Dillon and whatever backup guy you can meet. Let's hope Emmanuel Wilson is just a short-term thing. That was, it seemed like a very fluky injury, but you know, you never know. What are they going to change about this offense? They're, they have some built-in answers, but what, what can they do? Because they had to dumb it down and, and reduce the playbook too much when Aaron Jones was out early in the season. But now that they see these other guys, now that they see what they have in Jaden Reed, now that they know they can go to two receivers with Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, and both of those tight ends are potential run-pass threats, does that change how Matt LaFleur wants to run this offense? Now that you can take any two receivers in 21 or 12, does that change how you call this offense? Now that you have a little bit more opportunity with Jordan Love, the way that he's looked, I mean, the last month, he has looked like a franchise quarterback. He looked on Sunday like a guy who could be a top 10 quarterback. That's that's what he looked like. So how does that change what you're going to do here? And you, 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 know, you hope you get Jair Alexander back soon. You hope you get Eric Stokes back soon. You hope you can get Darnell Savage back soon. You you know, you, you don't know what the situation is. That's going to make it easier on the offense because your defense is going to play a little bit better, unlike the way that they played in this game. The last thing I want to bring up here is the left tackle. Rashid Walker and Yash Nyman, I, I made the joke on Twitter, and it's not really a joke, that in, in the question of who is better uh, Yash Nyman or Rashid Walker, the answer is no. That is increasingly what it looks like right now. Now, I I have said, I, I think there is still a chance and a decent chance that David Bakhtiari is the left tackle day one on this team next year. The, the money is going to have to be reworked, but the best thing to me, the best thing to do is to kick that can further down the road. You can push a bunch of money out, restructure it, save a bunch of money, and it's about the same amount of money you would save as cutting him. And he gets to play for your team. Now, if he doesn't want to play for Green Bay, okay. But 
That's why the next couple weeks, the next two months of the season are vital for the Packers. Because let's say, you know, they can they can push the Lions. The Lions look pretty vulnerable on Sunday. Looked pretty vulnerable against a really bad Bears team. On a short week, the Packers can't jump on the Lions and surprise somebody. But either way, next two weeks are tough. But the last five, you've got some opportunities to bank a bunch of wins. Packers can get eight, nine wins. All of a sudden, you look a lot more attractive to a David Bakhtiari. You're building something. Jordan Love looks like the answer. And you're going, okay, we can be a playoff team next year. Makes it a lot easier to get David Bakhtiari. Makes it a lot easier to attract veterans because they're going to have some potential cap flexibility depending on what they do over the next few weeks. You want to see Preston Smith finish strong so that he can be part of your future. He, you're still a young player. He's only, I think, 30. So, and, and Jay Alexander, you, you want him to be healthy? You want him to show that he can stay healthy? This is this is a troubling trend for him. I don't think they're going to move off of him, but you're at least going to have a discussion. I think Kenny Clark, I, I don't think they're going to get off. I think more likely you push that money, you reduce the cap hit, and then you, and then you go from there. But the Aaron Jones injury, I think, is going to test the progress that they made in this game. It's why in the second half, it was so impressive that they were able to do what they did because that had to change so much of the offense for a month there. That now I want to see from LaFleur, from Love, from these young receivers, what they've got. And can they do it while the left tackle is still a pretty major problem? The, the positive note about not injuries, but some of the shuffling is Sean Ryan, I think, is going to be the starting right guard for this team moving forward. It's a good move for them. It is a helpful move for them. I think he helps in the run game for sure. He held up in, in the passing game. John Renan Jr. is not under contract in 2024. Sean Ryan is. In the second year of a four-year deal, so now if you have a, if you have a uh, an answer there, that's one problem solved. That's money saved, and you move forward. All right, back tomorrow. Uh, a lot more to come. This is a relatively normal week for us in terms of shows. We're gonna have a show for Tuesday. Um, Lily's out coming on Wednesday. A crossover Thursday on Thanksgiving, and then we're live after the game. Yes, live on Thanksgiving. Grab a glass of wine. Grab a turkey leg. And let's hang out on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Look at this golden beam of light on my face right now. Just the lower half of my face. Just the beard. It's really emphasizing the beard. I kind of don't hate it. Uh, at any time, you want to come hang out with us. Live. People not watching are like, what is he talking about? When, at any time, you want to come hang out with us live. Why are you not hanging out with us live on YouTube with 600 of my closest friends? Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We have more content coming this week so you can stay always locked on Packers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.